Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is really difficult to find room and time to connect with your loved ones when you have floors that need mopping and carpools to run and work to do and schedules and systems to maintain. If you often find that your responsibilities are competing with your relationships, today you will better learn how to balance the two. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom, and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. If you like this podcast, then you'll love my foundational course on identity called Finding Me. Our responsibilities matter, but they often act like the cart before the horse in our lives. If you want to better steer your responsibilities instead of them steering you, then you need to have a strong identity. Finding me will help you find that. To enroll to the course, go to aboutprogress.com forward slash finding me. I recently decided that we all have contradictory personalities. We need order, but we also want more fun. 
We love being active, but we find ourselves craving peace. Last fall, I faced that contradictory nature in myself by turning to Brad late at night one time. And as we're getting ready for bed, I turned to him and said, we need to have more fun as a family. At this point in our lives, I might as well have asked that we squeeze blood out of a turnip. Right then, we had a young child who was facing a severe mental health crisis, and it was super stressful and even traumatizing for the whole family. Another child's special needs were screaming for constant attention. We were trying to homeschool during a pandemic while living in a basement and doing a full gut job renovation on a home that was a half hour away. Oh, and you know, Brad was working full time and I was trying to work part time too. Last fall, our family was facing a ton of needs and Brad and I, well, we were just doing our best to meet those needs by fulfilling our responsibilities to them. But in the process, we lost a lot of our connection. So while I felt drawn to having more fun, it really felt impossible with these weighty responsibilities. And it was difficult to figure out where was the time for this and could we even do it? But when we looked at our family and our overall needs, we could see that every member of our family needed some more time to be silly together, to enjoy each other's company and to connect. So what do you do when your responsibilities butt heads with your relationships? What if your household tasks and duties seem to conflict with what your loved ones need from you emotionally? And where are you left when your limited time mean that your responsibilities often outweigh your relationships? Today, you get to hear a coaching call I recently did with a progressor named Kelly and she is facing this very problem. She does her best to honor real needs she and her family hold to have structure and order and systems in their lives. But Kelly also did not like who she had become in the process of honoring those responsibilities. She became a mom barking orders instead of really connecting with her kids during the limited time they had together. Whether you are in the same position with your own kids or you have similar issues with other relationships in your lives. Today's coaching session will help you untangle your contradictory needs and wants so that you can better show up to your relationships while maintaining your responsibilities. doing this coaching call with me. I love to have a little introduction. Progressors need to know who other progressors are. So tell us a bit about yourself. My name is Kelly. I'm a mom of four kids ranging from 19 down to eight. And so right now they're all in school. The thing that most people know about me is I love to run. I became a runner at the same time I became a mom. So it's kind of been together. I've had that journey, but that's kind of what keeps me sane if there is any sanity. (laughs) Yes. I love this about you. And today we're going to be talking about some struggles you're having with motherhood and balancing that out. So let's set the scene for them. What is the problem that you seem to be facing with balancing habits and organization and connection with your family? Okay. Well, just probably to start things off, I do 
have ADHD, didn't discover it till I was an adult, but it made a lot of things make sense. Mm, that's a factor. Um, so I've spent a lot of time coming up with good systems and I feel like I have some good systems, but I want to be able to connect with my kids more instead of worrying about having things under control so much. So, and they're all at school now. So when they get home, I want that time to be just better used. I really, especially seeing my 19 year old, I want to be able to have good, better relationships with my kids and barking orders does not seem to help that. Okay. So what you want is to have more connection with your kids. But the problem is, is that during your limited time together after school, what seems to be happening more? That I'm telling them to do their homework and do their chores and do their, you know, just trying to keep things running smoothly instead of maybe having some time to just play and listen. Hmm. Like, I feel like there's not enough time. And so just trying to figure out how to connect with them while also making sure their homework's getting done and, you know, mm -hmm. or helping them that their homework gets done and that they're getting the things that are important to them finished. Okay. So you've got a lot of after school responsibilities and I'm not in the same exact time frame as you, but I, I almost am. And just from my limited experience and my friends who are in a similar situation, those after school hours are intense. It's a lot. It's a lot that you need to put in. There's a lot that needs to be done both for you and your kids. So for you, there's this tension of needing systems. Yes. <laughs> and what, and we're going to talk about like what those systems do for you and also needing connection. And that tension is competing in your mind, right? Yes. Because the need for systems, which you've mentioned really helps you with ADHD that need seems to be competing with the desire to feel more relaxed and more connected. Exactly. Okay. So I'm a complicated person too. And I'm sure most of the people who are listening are as well, that we all have these contradictory parts of our personalities and our needs and how they contradict our responsibilities right. and what we want. <laughs> so let's start by talking about the pressures that are coming into play with this, just so we can better untangle what you really want and need in this. So you can have that clarity instead of feeling those outside pressures, those shoulds coming, in, coming into play. So what are some shoulds that you can identify here of what it should look like and should feel like, and be like as a family after school? Um, should have them be able to get a snack and eat and relax, but also should be able to get going on work or get going on schoolwork. But I have my 17 year old is trying to go straight to a job. My mm -hmm. 14 year old has soccer, my eight year old, I'm just trying to keep him off the TV. And I do try to have dinner together as a family as much as we can based on their schedules. Yeah, I, I feel like I want to just talk with my kids, but I don't I don't always know how to do that because we're getting to the next thing, right? Yeah, like almost forced connection, right? Like we kind of joke about the forced family fun and that's like <laughs> taking them out on hikes or like, I feel like I'm really good at leaving the house and connecting because we're away from everything that's at home. But at home, I have a harder time going, okay, let's all go jump on the trampoline or let's all, you know, especially because of the different ages. 
too, mm-hmm. right? Just getting everyone. And we do try to play games. I think that's part of it too. I'm like, oh, we should be playing a game. We should be, you know, and after dinner, we do try to do that sometimes. But a lot of times there's not even time for that. It's just get to bed, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so some of the shoulds coming in here are like, connection should look like dot, dot, dot. Like it should look like having fun all the time. Right. (laughs) So it should look like fun and games and time together and relaxing. And are there any other shoulds that you can think of that are coming up, how you should be as a mom, how you should feel. I, I guess just the, it's that tension. You say that tension in there. Like I don't, yeah, I just don't, I don't feel relaxed in my own house. And maybe it's because I'm looking around and thinking of things that could be getting done. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's, you know, organization doesn't come naturally to me, but I don't, I don't feel like I live in a huge mess, but I, I feel like maybe the not feeling in control of my time, or maybe I don't trust my time system enough Hmm. that I don't feel relaxed that things are going to get done. I don't know if that makes sense or if I described that very well, but You, you did. So that could also be a should, I should be relaxed. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. I want, I do want to be relaxed. So I am that's good. Easygoing person. And so when this comes out that I'm stressed about time or I'm stressed about having things done a certain way, like it surprises me because I don't feel like that's my personality. Okay. I say that's good, not because that's good. You should be relaxed, but more it's good you're able to identify which of these shoulds are actual wants. And sometimes the choosing of them helps you find the path of being able to honor them better than just feeling them like an external pressure that you've internalized. Just a quick interjection here. If you are applying this coaching call to your life right now, This is where I want you to start. Just like I did with Kelly, ask yourself what shoulds are at play here and seeing all of those shoulds laid out will help you better differentiate what you can let go of and which shoulds are things you actually do want to honor in your life by choosing them. We are going to do that next with Kelly. So of these should, that's what I was just going to ask you next, (laughs) which of these do you feel like, okay, that actually is something I dearly want. That is in alignment with who I am and what I value. For sure. The being relaxed, being outside the house, I can be with the kids. I'm not thinking about anything else when they were little, you know, I was really good at, I had a play groups and I met up with friends, went to the park. And that's what I love. I mean, I think that's why I love running too. It's just talking mm-hmm. and connecting and I can't be thinking about what chores need to get done because I can't do them. So it's almost like when I'm in the house, I can't turn that off, but it's not, I don't live for a clean house, but it's like, I can't, I can't turn it off in my brain. So I definitely want to be a relaxed person who's having a good time. So what we have here is that you want dearly to be more relaxed, more connected, and to have more fun with your kids during that limited time. But logistically you have responsibilities and we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like we do want you to honor those responsibilities. 
So let's work towards a little bit more of a plan here and what this can look like. I'm seeing some clear ways that you can still be more relaxed, more connected, and more fun while honoring your responsibilities, while also ignoring some of those pressures of what it has to look like. And when I see everything you wrote down, I can see the competition comes down to time. Like those competing needs, a lot comes down to time. For you, it's like, I need ample amount of time, Yes. right? To connect, to have fun, to play games, to be relaxed. And if I were to distill your problem, it comes down to that, that, that pressure of time. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's enough to kind of fit it all in. Okay. So I have one solution for you, but then I'm going to help you work through you coming up with other solutions that could work for you too. I don't like to give prescriptions because that doesn't really work. We don't live. (laughs) Well, I can, I can give you prescriptions all day and all night, but it's better if you come up with your own prescription Right. and that's what I'll help you do. But I am going to give you a, a tool, kind of a mindset tool here. And it's looking for moments instead of looking for huge blocks of time and huge might be relative, like even a half hour of time might be huge. It might be a lot to ask for your after school hours. Like a single half hour block could be asking like an Everest size task for you and your family. While that's something we can move towards and we can help you come up with recipes for that and prescriptions for that. In the meantime, I think it'd be really helpful for you to shift your mindset, to look for moments of connection, moments of fun, moments of being present. I I think you don't want to be relaxed as much as you want to be present. Yeah. That's probably a better word. Yeah. So we're looking for moments. What does that shift for you? I think that's great. I think it's interesting that you said even a half hour is too long. Cause I I'm actually for being ADHD, I'm very numerical, which left brained, which is not always as common. So when I set my time, I do set it in 30 minute time blocks, right? Like we're going to do this. And so just shifting that alone is really interesting to me and actually feels doable that I can tell myself, okay, they're going to come home and we can have five minutes to not think about a chore at all. And that'll be fine. There's still plenty of time. So I actually think that's great. And I've honestly never, I've never thought of it in, in that way before. So, okay. Well, and I'm even thinking about this in terms of even as you are handing out instructions, (laughs) even as you're saying, get your shoes, get your bag, hop in the car, you know, for soccer, that that can be done in a way that's still creating connection. Okay. Even if it's looking in their eyes and saying, Hey, I'm excited for your soccer practice. Can you get your shoes in your bag for me? I like that. <laughs> like it's a moment. And it doesn't mean you have even to less than five minutes, <laughs> even less than five minutes. This is a couple of seconds, right? So when I'm saying moments, I mean, truly moments, like a minute or less even. 
of, of, of this is just more of a mindset shift because we can't decide ahead of time that this amount of minutes, I'm going to make sure that I have this kind of conversation, or it's a way to combine your responsibilities with your values. It's a way to help you step into who you are while you are fulfilling your responsibilities. How can I still be connected and present and even fun while fulfilling my responsibilities? So that's kind of my, my one, I guess, prescription I would say to you is just that mindset shift of looking for moments to be in alignment, to step into who you are while you are fulfilling those responsibilities. And I think that can help remove some of that competing tension that you're feeling and also builds in some flexibility. In just a moment, Kelly and I will talk more about what's next. But first, let's have a quick word from this month's sponsor. I can see there's like some relief going on. Is, <laughs> I know, I, I, I do. I feel it a lot. That's amazing. Great. So now let's kind of move more. I, I like to talk about mindset for sure, but I also love to talk about tangible ways we change our behaviors or our routines or our habits to also help make it more systemized, like you said. So there are probably ways we can still do that too. Like ways that we can set aside responsibilities or make it less on all your shoulders. Cause that could be a big part is that you are feeling solely in charge of all these moving parts that can enable you to have actual time, a time block that you want for more present time as a family. So something I like to do with my coaching clients is we have three virtues that guide our coaching and they are curiosity, compassion, and courage. The one I always want on the forefront of the mind is compassion. Okay. But what I'm advising you to do is to also be curious. So while you are looking for moments to step in alignment, to insert more of what you want into your responsibilities, you can also get curious about, well, what are some systems that need some tweaking? What are some responsibilities that I actually do not need to do myself that my kids can help contribute to, or my spouse? What are some things I can let go of just getting curious about it and paying attention and taking notes? You can do it literally, or just in your mind. One of my struggles is just tracking, like how to, where do you, where do you write that down at? What do you, I'm trying to use Alexa more. <laughs> That's that a good idea. Alexa. You could do a list on Alexa. I, I actually just use notes on my phone. Okay. You know, you could do something as simple as that, or you can have a pad of paper out on your counter for a week and just add to it. When you notice something, if you tend to be circling around your kitchen a lot, like we are, if that's like the hub of your home, or if it's the family room or even your car, right? if you're spending a lot of time driving those kids around, this can be great because this can be your homework for, for yeah. going on from here is your job now is to look for moments to step in alignment and insert what you want into your responsibilities and get curious about what are some tangible and logistical things that can be shifted or altered in your after-school responsibilities 
so that you can create the time you are wanting to have that real present and fun time with your family. And you can report into me. And what we'd like you to do is just narrow it down with one thing you can start with. And most of my, my women I work with, it's usually what can I let go of? What can I delegate more? It's what you can, what can you deprioritize, which is a, a whole topic we did an episode on in September. So, I mean, that's kind of what you're trying to get curious about is what can I deprioritize or what can I systemize to help with that yeah. deprioritizing? Yeah, no, I think that's a good thing to think about. Maybe you're like Kelly and you love prescriptions and I totally get it because I am one of those people that I would happily do whatever the expert tells me to do. But this is what real life is like and real coaching too. It's rarely straightforward and always messy. Next steps usually take guidance with a coach, but you can do it on your own as a real listener to the show by adopting the same virtues I shared with Kelly, compassion, curiosity, and courage. Start with some shifts to your mindset, then take note with curiosity where other shoulds are controlling your daily tasks and your systems and your time and what you can learn to deprioritize too. For more on deprioritizing, check out episode 350. I referenced it with Kelly. And now on some more final steps, let's tune back in to the final few minutes of the coaching session. So I think we left you at a good a good place to go off of. Are there any questions or concerns as you move on to the next steps? I think, I think that's good. I think the observing and really the pockets of time, I really hadn't thought about. I think that, I think I, I think I do think too big when it comes to time. And so when you think I only have this three hours and this needs to last 30 minutes and this, like, I'm already starting the three hours overwhelmed, right? Got it. Yes just realizing I don't have to look at it as 30 minutes of blocks and having to do spend this full time doing something that, like you said, that alone, like eased, eased something in my brain. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that affects my mindset even this afternoon, you know? So, yeah, I would love to hear about that too. So let me know how that goes. And again, it's just moment to moment. And that means some moments you're going to notice, oh, I was out of alignment. So when that happens, go back to those virtues, have some compassion and then get curious about what was going on there. So those moments are so powerful. Maybe not feeling so overwhelmed at the thought of time, like as a scarcity will help me even feel more relaxed. So I'm hoping too. (laughs) And over time will create a better not a better, but a, a plan that is in more an alignment or a way to have more, the literal time that you are seeking for. And that also can help tap down the stress and the overwhelm and anxiety, because you know, there's going to be a little block of time that is totally responsibility free for you and your family. Right. And I do, I do want that. I don't, I don't want to feel like we're always go, go, go do this, do go, that. Go, right. Yeah. I relate Kelly. I'm going to be stealing this whole coaching (laughs) session for myself and we'll work together on that both you and I, but that was great. Thank you so much.
I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. This coaching call was really fun to share with you, and maybe you're surprised that I'm a coach. (laughs) I've actually been a coach for three and a half, almost four years now, which is kind of crazy to think about. And I've decided to finally feature more of my coaching calls on the podcast, both so you can learn from other progressors and their real life issues that you can relate to and experience my coaching style. I've thought about this for years, but in the past, I wasn't really sure how to share these coaching calls, but the past year I've heard some of my online friends and mentors share their own coaching calls online and their coaches, obviously, and they've shown me that how I can do this. And so I want to say a big thank you to Dr. Julie Hanks from Ask Dr. Julie Hanks podcast, Dr. Becky from Good Inside Podcast, and Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife from Room for Two Podcast, who I've modeled my editing after. And I'm excited. I'm excited for what I get to share more of with you. And these reaching free, sorry, free coaching sessions are something I only offer to the members of my Strive Hive community in exchange for being aired on the show. And if you're not familiar with that, my Strive Hive is my online membership community, and it focuses on doing something to strive for daily progress and fulfillment. And if you're interested in the Strive Hive, you can get on the wait list by going to aboutprogress.com slash Strive Hive. Before we go, I want to share the progress pointers from this episode. And these are the cliff notes, so you don't have to take notes, but if you want them in a graphic form, get on my go-getter newsletter and you get them every Tuesday. Number one. Our responsibilities often butt heads with our relationships, especially when restricted by time. Two, start by identifying the shoulds that worsen this tension between responsibilities and relationships. Three, then state what you want. Some of your wants might just be shoulds that are now chosen. And four, look for moments to insert what you want, like connection, fun, understanding, peace, into your responsibilities. And five, Pay attention to what you can deprioritize with your to-dos and systems so that you can also build in time for what you want. Your do something challenge for this week is to identify the shoulds that are worsening the tension between your responsibilities and your relationships right now. So go through, just like we did with Kelly, and think about what are some things I should be doing or should be feeling and mark those down. And if you happen to share those online, make sure you use the hashtag do something challenge and tag me at about progress. And that way I can hopefully feature you in an upcoming progressor spotlight, which brings us to our spotlight for this week. This week, I want to spotlight Jenny Anderson. Last week, your do something challenge was to share a when then pairing that you were going to install in the morning and one that could create the feeling you wanted to have throughout your day. And Jenny shared hers. She said, quote, my when then is when I enter the bathroom to get ready in the morning, then I'll leave my phone outside in the hallway. Otherwise, I tend to scroll social media while brushing teeth and putting on makeup. I did it this morning for the first time and had a much better start, unquote. Well done, Jenny. I'm so proud of you. We love hearing your voice on the show. And if you want to share a scenario that you're struggling with, a question that you have, call in and have your voice on the show. You can do that by going to aboutprogress.com slash call in. That's C-A-L-L-I-N. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast and especially for sharing the podcast too. It cannot grow without you. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Mm-hmm.
after I can't write and talk at the same time. So I got to finish that thought while you are, I'm going to say that without my Utah accent while (laughs) you (laughs) seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.